Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. Hi, Hannah. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Hey, oh, perfect. There we go. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Uh, it's been pretty tough here, eh? I mean, I've, I've moved in with my siblings, so... The last, oh, that's uh, always tough. <laughs> the last four and a half weeks have been eventful, let's say that. Um, I bet. Look, everything's all good. Um, I mean, it's pretty cool that New Zealand's got no more cases today, so things are moving in the right direction. How are you? How's you and your family? Yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, pretty similar, just sort of chilling out. My brother... He was doing his last semester in California at Santa Barbara oh, yeah. um, and he stayed over there. So I'm a bit jealous, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just me, mum and dad, but it's been okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great. I mean, I can imagine they'll be pretty happy to have you home though, regardless. I mean, having a child on the other side of the world during something like this is obviously a scary time, but yeah. How's your, is your, did some of your teammates stay behind at Michigan or? Uh, yeah, quite a few did. I probably would have stayed behind if I was living in a house, but obviously being in the dorms yeah. and sort of being asked to leave if we could didn't really give me much of an option. Um, but the team is also considering like everyone coming back earlier. Yeah. Um, so we're supposed to start preseason early August, but obviously that's kind of up in the air. Um, and everyone's sort of lacking motivation a bit. So the captain thought if everyone could come back early July, then that would sort of be like an incentive to train as a team and do that. So that's sort of up in the air at the moment. But I mean, um, there's probably like a good like 10 players still there. Thank you so much for joining us. I um, really appreciate your time today. Um, I saw you on One News. You're a bit of a celebrity now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. I wasn't too sure how much they'd cut out or leave him, but no, it was actually really cool. Wow, that was awesome. It was good to see you on there. Um, I got a few messages saying, hey, was that Hannah on TV? So that was that was very <laughs> cool. I didn't catch it, but I watched the replay. That was awesome. But look, the purpose of this talk is to educate young athletes that uh, have interest in the college system or even some parents that, you know, might consider this a pathway for their children. So I guess, Hannah, I think getting into it, well, sorry, I'll do a little introduction. For those um, that don't know Hannah, um, Hannah is a student athlete that's currently in the women's soccer program at Michigan, big Division One college. Uh, we had the luxury of meeting Hannah uh, in 2017. I think you're in your year 12 year at St. Kensington's College. And the introduction was made through a friend of ours, Chris Zorichich, who was involved with the men's soccer program at the time. Um, Hannah has done very well. She started as a freshman in 2019. Um, she's made a big impact. She's a striker. She hasn't just played for Michigan, but she's also represented New Zealand as well. She played in the under-17s, under-20s, National Women's A, and made debut for the Ferns as well. Um, very, very bright future ahead for you. But um, Hannah went through the college process. We helped her along uh, through some things as well. And uh, I think this will be a great way to show athletes what is actually involved in the college process and how some decisions were made because it was quite a long one. So I guess, Hannah, the first question we can ask you is, where did you first start thinking about the whole college soccer idea? Yeah, honestly, when I think back, I can't really think of a specific time when I was like, yep, I'm definitely going I'm down that path. But I think when I was younger, I was always playing with girls who were older than me and a lot of them had gone down that path. And so sort of hearing their stories and hearing 
pretty much all the positives that um, they were talking about kind of set my sights on it. And then from there, I was sort of intrigued and sort of looked into it a bit more, found out what opportunities were out there, what this pathway was all about. And honestly, the more I read and the more I understood, it just became something that just really I was looking for and I was just so excited to pursue it and thought it was just such a cool opportunity. And yeah, ever since I could remember, it's just been something that I was always very, very keen to look into. As, as we both know, the college process is very long. <laughs> We've had many conversations about colleges contacting you and what to say, what not to say. And I guess, you know, what is some advice you can give to maybe 14 or 15 year olds that are thinking about college? When should they start looking at uh, pursuing this process? When's a good time for them, do you reckon, based on your experience? Uh, so I probably started looking around my year 11, year 12 um, time in high school. I would say it's definitely different for everyone. Um, like I said, I was so set on going over there. So that definitely makes it easier and makes it um, I mean, I was more passionate looking into the pro, um, the pathway, finding out more. Um, I would say definitely don't be overwhelmed. It's pretty crazy um, when you first sort of start to understand what's required. Um, but with that said, it is a long process and you do need to invest a lot of time into, like you say, the small details that go into it. Um, but yeah, my number one piece of advice would be don't be overwhelmed, but then again, take the time to really invest yourself in the process and understand what's required of you. And then also where you may need to go and seek some help to understand, you know, the more intricate details. Absolutely. Now that's really great advice. And, you know, like when we got your CV together and we started sending it out to college coaches, we had a ton of interest um, that contacted you and it was sort of like overwhelming at the time. However, in your mind, you sort of had an idea of what you wanted as a student athlete. Um, when you were getting all these emails, what were key factors that were important to you when you were uh, pursuing different opportunities in terms of a college? Yeah, well, like you say, it was so overwhelming. So it's sort of easy to forget the things that you are looking for. But for me, academics was a big thing. Um, obviously, you are there to play um, sport, but academics is a huge part of it as well. So that was probably number one for me. Um, I was always very keen on the idea of a big school with lots of sports to sort of really give you that like American experience that you do kind of see, which I think is quite cool. Um, personally, I wasn't too worried about location. I wasn't fussed on, you know, hot, cold. Like I go to Michigan, it gets pretty cold there, but that doesn't bother me too much. Um, but what I probably put the most time into was finding out the conference that I wanted to play in or sort of picking the top one or two that I felt were where I saw myself playing. And obviously um, the Big Ten, which Michigan are in, is one of them. It's a conference known for being very even across the board. There's no um, one or two schools that are consistently winning. So that was also something that was big for me. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually really good advice because there's so many student athletes out there that want to be in like, uh, want to be number one in the conference, but they're not really getting that great competition um, constantly and consistent uh, consistently throughout the season. So I definitely agree with you there. Uh, when we were talking with you in 2017 and we did send out those emails and you had Skyped a ton of colleges, um, you narrowed it down to two. You narrowed it down to South Carolina that was known to be ranked inside the top 10 in the country. Um, and you also, uh, also narrowed it down to Michigan. And what sort of made you decide Michigan was the right place for you after your visits? Sure. Um, I guess that sort of also touches on something I didn't really say in advice, but I would say that 
going and seeing the schools just gives you this kind of gut feeling that you can't really gather just by looking online and looking at photos. Um, so if you do get the opportunity to go and visit, I would highly recommend. Um, yeah, like I say, honestly, gut feeling, it felt silly making such a big decision on just gut feeling, but that sort of was such a big thing. And I also thought it was significant because South Carolina, like you say, I think finished third in the country the year I went to visit them, whereas Michigan weren't as high ranked. And so for me, it was sort of stepping back and looking at what school can I realistically make an impact immediately as a freshman. And I just didn't feel like South Carolina was a place where I could do that. And obviously it's easy to get tempted by the rankings, but definitely go with your gut and go with what you think is right. Awesome. And, you know, when you came back from your visits, I remember you and, you and your dad went over. Um, and when you came back, we sort of discussed uh, the two different colleges. And right away, I could tell that Michigan was just the right fit uh, for you from what you're telling me. You just said that you vibed so well with the girls and the team and the coaches and that staff. Um, how important was that, having that, you know, that relationships with your teammates during that visit? Was that a big play in your decision for choosing Michigan? Yeah, of course. Obviously, those are people that you're going to be spending a good chunk of the four years with. So you want to make sure that you're in an um, environment where you feel comfortable and feel like you can thrive. And that was easily something that I just felt immediately visiting Michigan. And I think one of the biggest things after coming back, um, looking on my trip, I saw myself at Michigan, which is something that I maybe struggled to see with South Carolina. And I guess that does kind of link back to the gut feeling and just sort of thinking about you and knowing yourself as a person and just where you see yourself fitting in um, to either one of the schools that you look at. For sure. And, you know, you, you basically gave your verbal commitment at the end of 2017. Obviously, we couldn't sign because signing period wasn't around then. We had to wait till 2018. Um, but you basically got to have your year 13 here at St. Kent's with your friends, finish out your playing season. You got to travel a bit with the New Zealand side. Um, which I, mean, I guess it was like a stress-free college thing for you for year 13, which is really, really cool. Um, but then you went in 2019, you started as a freshman. Tell us about the experience that you had arriving on campus for the first time and what sort of challenges did you face in the first couple of weeks? Um, yeah, looking back, I guess it was pretty big at the time. I think that I personally am only the only one who's a true international, I guess we have a couple of Canadians, but I mean, sometimes, you know, you sort of get them mixed up a little bit. <laughs> um, so I was definitely nervous from that point of view, sort of just hoping that I'll, you know, gel with the team and fit into the culture, um, which is natural. Obviously, it's a lot all at once. So you go before school has started. So you've got all this team pressure, the pressure to perform. And then when school starts, you've got the the schoolwork and learning how the system works. And obviously being away from home, there's that added um, challenge. Even though you might not necessarily be a homebody, um, I definitely didn't think I would get as homesick as I did, but I think it's just something that is inevitable. Um, but yeah, like I said, you sort of have to just let time do its thing. And um, before I knew it, I was so comfortable with like the team, felt like I gelled with them and you sort of learn how the processes work. And before you know it, it's like the back of your hand. Yeah, absolutely. And how much support did your coaching staff give you during this time? Obviously, you know, you've, you've left home after being in high school and you've traveled across the other side of the world. How much support did you get from the Michigan uh, coaching staff? Oh, so much. I definitely can't fault them for that. They're always checking up on me, 
you know, even sometimes when it seems like it might be annoying, obviously they're doing their job. And um, yeah, they definitely said that it was out of their interest to make sure I was transitioning smoothly. And um, yeah, so honestly, I can't fault them. And I definitely am so grateful that they were willing to not only invest in me as an international player, but making sure that I was comfortable and enjoying myself. That's amazing. And you got to travel a lot. You're in a conference where you're playing a lot of big time programs. Sometimes you've got to fly across the country. Do you mind sharing some experiences that really stood out for you traveling for the first time? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Traveling is one of the coolest things um, that we get to do. Going and seeing other student towns is super cool and sort of, um, yeah, just kind of seeing other schools and getting outside your little bubble at Michigan is really cool. Um, I was a bit unfortunate. We, we had a charter flight to play Penn State, but I was wow. actually injured for that game. So I didn't get to go, which I was pretty <laughs> upset about seeing all the Instagram photos, but no, especially um, outside of conference play as well. Once we got into the NCAA tournament, um, going to play at like North Carolina, which is a pretty prestigious soccer program, just experiences like that are so cool and definitely, yeah, the highlight or if not, yeah, the main highlight of playing. Absolutely. I mean, a charter plane. <laughs> that's, unreal. <Yeah. laughs> that's unreal. I mean, I get excited when I fly from New Plymouth to Auckland, but <laughs> a charter plane. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look, for those that don't know uh, University of Michigan, they got probably one of the best facilities in the country. Like the American football stadium for student athletes seats over 110,000 student athletes, which for Kiwis is three times the size of Westpac Stadium. It is massive. Mm. But and I haven't been to Michigan you have can you walk us through what the facilities are like yeah honestly they are just absolutely ridiculous um like you say the football stadium is pretty cool i was pretty overwhelmed especially having no idea what the rules are you, you know you um go into the stadium it's also you enter at um the top level so it's sort of un not underground but yeah you sort of um go down to get into the stadium which is pretty cool um, like you say, it seats a ridiculous amount of people. I think it's one of the biggest like single sports stadiums in the world, which is so crazy. Um, and then in terms of our soccer-specific facilities, we have um, a field that we share with the men's team and then two practice fields as well, and then a couple of indoor facilities. Um, and then the latest building that's been um, done is the sports center, which is um, shared between athletes, but that's where we have our nutrition, we have our weight room, um, all the rehab stuff goes on in there. It's honestly a crazy facility. It's very, very nice. Um, so we use that for all our weights and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. But any sport you sort of walk past, you'll be able to see their facilities and all of them are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember meeting the men's tennis coach in New York one year when my brother was playing Junior US Open. And he was telling me what the tennis players get. And tennis isn't like that big of a sport in college, but mm. just the scale of their facilities was mind blowing. And I can imagine, you know, soccer is like one of the top three or top four biggest sports in college right now. And you mm. guys must be pretty well looked after. But yeah. I mean, what is a day normally like for you? Obviously, there's two different seasons. You've got in season and out of season. But can you walk us through what your daily routine is like? Sure. Um, so probably be easier to do. Um, an out-of-season day in spring season because that's just more consistent. Um, we do train a lot more during the spring season. Obviously, there's no game, so, you know, your body sort of is able to be put under a bit more pressure. Um, so the average day would be a morning training, which would be 6 to 8. 
Um, and then you'd sort of get breakfast on the go from um, the fueling station after that. Generally, classes would go from around 10.30 to 2, 2.30, depending on what you have for the day. And then you sort of have about an hour, an hour and a half to, you know, chill out, do some homework. And then 4.30 to 6.30 will be our weights in the afternoon, followed by some sort of team meeting. It could be a culture class. It could be the coaches running us through something. Um, but yeah, so then after 6.30, it'll be, you know, dinner, um, which isn't provided for us during the season, but we had the dining halls, so we would have dinner there. And then after that, the academic center is um, a student athlete specific building that um, we have to get certain hours in uh, every week. So usually after dinner, you know, shower and then go there for a couple of hours. And then, yeah, honestly, that's sort of the end of the day. It's pretty, pretty boring, I guess, the surface level, but yeah, no, it's enjoyable. I, I guess like a lot of student athletes that are listening to this, you better be good at time management and, uh, you know, you, I hope you guys function on little sleep because I bet you must struggle to get that over there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's crazy. Yeah, I speak to so many athletes and they're like, I'm, I'm napping for the first time for like 20 minutes during the day. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. I wasn't a big napper um, at all. But then once you're over there, like any t spare 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you'll definitely be napping. You know, you played for New Zealand in the ends at under 20s, etc. Have you played against some of your teammates before? Um, yeah, so there is one other girl from my New Zealand under-20 team who goes to Iowa, so she, that's the Big Ten Conference. We were lucky to play against her. And then, again, being able to play, um, obviously, outside of conference and when you get to the big, the bigger tournaments like the NCAA, you sort of play teams that are, might be a bit more um, geographically distant from you. So I ended up playing against one of my like, best friends, um, goes to Texas Tech, got to play her, which was cool. And, you know, now on social media, more and more often you're seeing Kiwi girls signing. So I know there's another girl signed into the Big Ten for Indiana, which is exciting. So it's so cool to be able to go up against the team knowing that you're going to see someone from home. It's definitely nice. That's amazing. And you've been through nearly a whole year, um, a college year in America for the first time. Uh, what sort of advice can you give to uh, 14, 15, 16-year-old girls that are thinking about pursuing a soccer scholarship? Um, I guess it would be easy for me to say because I was so passionate about taking this pathway, but I would say even if you are hesitant to definitely look into it um, and sort of what I always try and say is um, you never know unless you try and there's nothing wrong with sort of even just trying it out. It might not necessarily be the right pathway for you, but like I say, you're not going to know that unless you really do see, see that for yourself and um, I would say everyone I know who goes over there um, only really has good things to say. So, yeah, I would say just have a bit of faith that it could be something that would change your life because for me it's definitely been one of the best decisions I've ever made. So, yeah, for sure, just give it a chance. That's awesome, Hannah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I, I guess right now you're just finishing your online classes. How's that going? Yeah, so I actually finished last week, which was a good feeling. Um, so I'm all done with my freshman year, which is nice. Definitely the online classes was a bit weird. Some early mornings with the live <laughs> lectures, but I mean, it's over now. Um, yeah, so just sort of chilling out for a bit and then hoping to be able to head back um, sometime soon. Awesome, Hannah. Well, thank again, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to continuing watching you compete um, in the US the following year. And um, if you ever need anything, always let us know. Um, but yeah, awesome. thank you so much for joining us and we appreciate it. No you. worries. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. for having me.